world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Our issues here this morning, folks. It's always easy to blame it on the devil, right? The prince of the power of the air. Oh, the devil doesn't want this broadcast to go. I don't. I don't know if that's true or not, or whether there's just a technological screw up. But here's what we here's what we seem to know so far. If you are calling in on a phone and list just listening, well, then you probably can't hear me. It seems to be there's some there's something messed up with the system that when you call in, it it causes a signal to disrupt. We, we don't know what it is. So as of right now, we're uh, uh, producer Spencer is probably saying, hey, no phones. We're not going to have phones in here because that seems to be what the problem is until we can try to figure it out. So the, all of you who are mad out there and getting ready to send me a bunch of emails, we're doing doing the best we can. By the way, uh, folks, the, the show's archived for free. If it ever happens that you don't get to hear the show, show's archived for free, always at CoachDaveLive.com. You can go there and listen to it afterwards. I know it's not the same as interactive and being able to uh, say your piece. I, I understand all that. I do. I get it. But the, the truth of it is we're just we're having we're having some issues here today, okay? And no, we didn't ban you. <laughs> oh, save me those emails, Lord. No, we didn't ban you. No, uh, we're, we're just having we're having some technical issues going on here. But I got, whew, I, I told Michelle, I was, whew, I got an anointing. I said it yesterday. I got an anointing today again. I got I got to get it off my chest. So I'm gonna let Myra do her thing before before uh, before I do my thing. Go ahead, Myra. Good morning, Coach. Now wait a minute. You're on a phone. You're on a phone, aren't you? But no, you're yes. you're but you're on a Zoom. You're on a Google Hangout phone. You're not just a dialed-in listening phone. That's what we're talking about. If you're just dialing in and listening, there's something wrong with that line. Okay, so that's why you can't get in. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Galatians uh, six seventeen to eighteen from Hermes. Let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you in spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Hartle and open our hearts to you. 1 Corinthians 3.13 Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by the fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Exodus 21, 22. If man strive and hurt a woman and child, so that her fruit depart from her and yet no mischief follow, he shall be surely punished according as the woman's husband will lay upon him and he shall pay as the judges determine. John 18, 36. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, when will my servants fight? I shall not be delivered to the Jews, 
but now is my kingdom, not from hands. And the closing verse for Thursday, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then we'll hear from heaven and we will forgive their sins and we'll heal their land. I release anointing that breaks the joke of evil unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Jesus said this. He said, my kingdom, Myra just read it. My kingdom is not of, of this world. Not of this world. Do you, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Kingdom is not of this world, but the kingdom has come into this world. And it's come into this world through you and me. Jesus Christ himself said, the kingdom is within. When you be born again of the kingdom of God, you are in that moment when you are born again, you are birthed within the kingdom of God into the kingdom of the world. You are invading the kingdom of the world, which Jesus said he's not of the world, of meaning having come from the world. He is outside the world. His kingdom is outside the world, but it has come into the world. Oh, my goodness. If we can get this, heaven isn't just someplace you're going. You're not going to the kingdom. You are in the kingdom now. Righteousness, peace, joy, the Holy Ghost, that's the kingdom of God. And it's here and it's now. The kingdom, oh my goodness. I wasn't going to talk about this, but that prayer just, that, that verse just jumped all over me. We're not of this world, but we're in the world. And we're in the world and the Holy Spirit is in us because his kingdom is not worldly. His kingdom is otherworldly in us here. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. How does this kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? It comes from the Holy Spirit into me out. Why can't the church get this? Why does the church... Why do Christians live their whole life on earth for heaven? When, in fact, we are soldiers of the cross. We are heirs to the throne. We are joint heirs with Christ to this natural world. I know that's hard for you to understand. I know you don't get that. His kingdom's coming. He's coming back on a rule and reign for a thousand years. He isn't giving up this world to the devil and taking us to heaven. We have a thousand year millennial reign here on earth. And that kingdom is already here. My sheep hear my voice. Oh, I could oh I could ride down that one. I could ride down that road a, a bit. Sorry again for the technical difficulties. Doing the best we can. I got I got I got so much stuff, uh, so much stuff to talk about. I want to do this real quickly, Spencer. I want to talk about the Constitution Party again this weekend. I'm going to be in Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, some of you want to come and join us, you can do that. Uh, Alan Keyes, you can meet Alan Keyes. John Diamond's going to be speaking. It's not about all that again. It's the same stuff. Say, so I'm not a Constitution Party member. Well, good for you. Good for you. Come and meet some like-minded people. Maybe you can help straighten them out. All right. If you can make it, make it. April 29th and 30th. Actually, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm going to go, it starts tomorrow, Friday. I think the early, as I said, I think the early part of it is, 
a meeting, I believe. And so that the real speakers don't begin to like, like three o'clock. That's the way I see it. All right. And John Diamond and Alan Keyes are going to be doing the speaking on, on Friday night. I'll be there for that. I speak Saturday afternoon. Uh, it's over about five o'clock. Uh, so I'll be home sleeping in my bed Saturday night. Then the other thing that's important, David Hevener, TV. Hold that one up there for me if you could real quick. Folks, again, I encourage you. I encourage you to be part of this event that's going to happen in Dayton uh, next weekend, the following weekend, which is May 4th, I think it is. Red carpet tickets, there you are. Uh, May 7th, I'm sorry, thank you. May 7th, the world premiere of the last evangelist, David Hebner's put a lot. We support David Hebner. In fact, he was one that he received a, uh, one of the grants from the ChristianRevolution.com. We support what he's doing. I bought tickets. If you want to go and you don't have a ticket, I've, I have some extra tickets. Get a hold on me. It, it'll be a great day as well to see. David's up. We support what David Heaven is doing. Excuse me, Coach. May yes. I say yes. something on that? Last night I talked to him well, yes. I'm on the committee. He said that if you're not going but would like to donate, he would rather have that. Because he says if you buy tickets, then we don't get a good number on who's coming. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, thank you. I, I got Okay, thanks. I got extra tickets. If you just want to donate and help David out, help David out. Uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Lord, where do I go for? Okay, Lord. Let's go to James 4. James 4. I want to start off with this. Uh, look, look hey, folks, <clears throat> we're in one of those moments. I, I, you hear what I'm saying? T- you better hear me. Now, you can laugh all people can laugh all you want. I laugh, laugh, laugh. They laughed at Jesus. They laughed at the disciples. They can laugh all they want. And I'm going to tell you that the truth is a lot of the things that I've been saying under the unction of the Holy Spirit, because it's not me, are unfolding right in front of us. Right in front. And there were others who were saying, hey, I, a lot of the things I heard, I heard from other people, right? That's that's the way the message is spread. You hear somebody else say something, you funnel it through the Holy Spirit, and then it becomes a truth or not, or not to you, whether it witnesses to you or not, right? But we are one of the, we are one of those moments that when we get I don't know how many years down the road, I'm two months down the road, three months down the road, a year down the road, I don't know. We are going to look back right now, right now, and we're going to point back to May. Ooh, thank you. I felt that. We're going to look back to May. As when it all started, when it all happened, and that I'm, I'm telling you right now, just like in a football game, I've, I've used this illustration with you many times. If you if you listen, that the biggest play of the football game is not always the last play. It's not always at the end of the game. Sometimes the biggest play in the game happens in the second quarter, or it happens in the third quarter. It causes a momentum shift. Sports, athletics is all about momentum. One side has it for a while, then the other side has it for a while. Now, the devil has had momentum for, I don't know how, a long, long time. And we are right now beginning to gain some momentum. Now, let me say this real quickly, and don't take this wrong. I don't know whether Elon Musk is a good guy or a bad guy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not here singing the praises of Elon Musk. I'm going to tell you something. If Elon Musk is on the other side, there's great infighting on the other side. We call that in football dissension. Dissension. And dissension happens in a huddle or happens on a team or happens in a movement when all of a sudden things aren't going as good as they always were going. 
And we always taught our guys during football, stick together in the hard times. Stick together when it gets tough. Anybody can play hard when it's going good. Hey, when things are going tough, stick together. And you know what we're seeing? We're seeing a real splintering of the other side. What does that mean? I don't know exactly what it means, but I know this. Things are not going well for the other side, and they know it. (laughs) Oh, they know it. They know it. And this we are right now in the midst of that play, that that momentum shift is happening in front of us right now. And if we don't take it, oh, my goodness. If we don't take advantage of this momentum shift now, I don't know if it. I don't know if this opportunity will ever come back. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, I'm going to read this in a second. The Holy Spirit just kicked me in the teeth here. Spencer, bear with me a second. <clears throat> I was I was impacted yesterday by uh, uh, Janet uh, Porter. I know her as Janet Folger. That's what she was for as long as I knew her. She got, before she got married. <clears throat> And I was impacted by a couple things. Number one, somebody explained to me why some of our great, most, let me say it again, most of our greatest fighters are women. Can somebody explain that to me? And by the way, is that God's plan? Now, now look, don't take what I'm saying wrong. I love Janet Folger, Porter. I love Candace Keller. I love those frontline warriors. I love them. But realistically, theologically, my question would be, isn't that a man's job? Isn't what they're doing a man's job? And yeah, I know about the book, I know about Esther and coming into the kingdom for such a time as this. And I know that God will raise up those to fight to fight, whether they be men or women. Whichever one, he will raise up whatever he needs to do. But it seems to me that he's raising up a lot of women. And I could, okay, listen. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna open this up real quick. You don't have to raise your hand. Can somebody tell me right now off the top of your head, frontline Christian men who are uncompromising, kicking butt? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You. Stop that. Go on. Mark Robinson. Tom Ryan. Go on. Craig Wood-Lewis. Craig Watt. David Langford. Artist. Long Diamond. Rick Wiles. Dennis Fashbaugh. <laughs> Jamie Walden. Paul Goslin. All right. You're, you're, you're increasing my faith. Okay, you're increasing my faith. But I, I would tell you this, a, a lot, okay, I got you, I got you. A lot of the frontliners are, are new to the game. You know, I've been doing this 20-some years. I've been doing this 20-some years, 20-some years, right? And, uh, and none of this stuff surprising me, and none of it surprising me. But I have to tell you, some of the boldest people that I see are women, mama bears. Where are the men? Where are the papa bears? Where, where are these men? Now, everyone gave me, look, everyone gave me a, a sort of a national guy, Jamie Walden. Good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How, how about if I ask you this one? I'm going, I'm going to use uh, sailor talk here, right? Uh, what uh, Christian man is kicking arse in your town? 
I'm waiting. What Christian pastor is kicking arse in your town? Anybody name one? Anybody Matt, name Matt Truella and Jason Storms. Well, they're father-in-law and son, so give me one. Matt Truella. Okay, good. They are. Give me another one. Is there only Bill. one in Wisconsin? Only one? Bill Shanks, Rod Aguilar, Anthony Marquise. Yeah. All right, you get the point, right? You get the point. There aren't many. There aren't many. In fact, those of us who are kicking arse, we are rejected by the sissified pastors. We're rejected by them. You understand that, don't you? You understand. Amen. Um, Amen. You know, my, my wife and I, do not take what I'm about to say as, what's the word I would look at? Take this with a grain of salt. I, for the life of me, I listen, I don't care. Don't take this wrong. Don't take this wrong, okay? For the life of me. Can somebody explain to me why I'm not in a pulpit somewhere in America every Sunday? Could somebody explain that to me? You wouldn't I'm have listen, an audience. I'm not asking you to invite me to your church. Don't say here what I'm not saying. They get offended by the truth. They don't want, they don't want me. They don't want me in there, right? They don't want me in there. Can I tell you why they don't want me in there? Because I have way too much testosterone. I have way too much for them. Make them they, ain't got it. they ain't got it, and the women running the church ain't got it, right? Oh, by the way, you think Janet Porter gets to go speak in churches? Well, you suppose I like to, I ought to get her on and ask her off, and she's invited to speak in a church. No, because why? Because the Bible teaches us that, th- that those are what we call the prophets. Now, I'm not saying I'm a prophet, right? What does a prophet do? A prophet speaks the truth of God for God. That's what a prophet does, right? And the, and the church doesn't want it. The church doesn't want it, folks. It doesn't want it. And you know, the church would want, want it if the men in the church stood up and said, hey, I've had enough of them teaching homosex to my children, pastor. What are we going to do about it, pastor? They're teaching transgenderism to my grandchild. What are we going to do about it, pastor? Amen. They don't do that, do they? We don't do that. And so we see these papa, these mama bears begin to emerge. They're beginning to emerge. If the men don't wake the hell up and take their rightful place and lead this fight, what happened to us that we put women on the front lines? What the heck? What the heck? I wrote three things down. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Hmm. There's three weapons that they're using that we don't that we don't understand. Can I tell you what they are? I talked about one the other day. And that is, I just wrote these down this morning, language. Language. If you guys don't begin to understand and realize the power and the weaponry of language, you, are, you will never win this battle. You will never win it. You walk into a school board meeting. Jeff Klein walks into a school board meeting, and he says something. And then the next thing that happens is people attack him with what? Language. Words. Words they've heard from somebody else. Words they didn't come up with on their own. Hate monger, homophobe, bigot, hateful. You, whatever the word is, they, they will start using that word. And then all the sissies sitting in the pew say, yeah, Jeff is hateful. He is hateful. Oh, he is intolerant. Oh, where did those words come from? So they are controlling us 
through language. And I told somebody, I told several people all the time, listen, you better have you some alligator skin. That's what Flip Benham once said about me, and it's not about me. He says, Coach, one of the things I like you, like about you, I love about you, is you got you got an alligator skin and a lion's heart. And I said, Dag, gone. Alligator skin. Hey, well, I want to swear so bad. Can I tell you what? I don't give a damn what they say about me. I couldn't care less. Whether it's a pastor, whether it's an elected official, I couldn't care less what they say about me. Amen. But we do, right? So they control us how? By language. Hey, I'm not, I'm not going to let you come in yet, but Dr. Paul, what have they called you? What have they called you? Dale, what have they called you? How do they fight back against you? They fight back against you with words, with language. And what happens? The people on our team swallow their language. Begin to use their language. Wasn't it some guy here said, change the words, change the world? Number two, they use words, language. Number two, they bring confusion. They bring confusion. So Dr. Paul Goslin, I'm just using him because I see him on my screen. So Dr. Paul Goslin wants to heal people. All he wants to do is heal people. What do they do? Well, the people in charge bring confusion. Is it safe? Has he kept records? What are you doing with the money? They bring confusion, friends. That's exactly how the enemy operates. So they do what? They use language. Then they bring confusion. Confusion causes doubt. Doubt causes unbelief. Doubt causes fear. So we went through the use of made-up words. Confusion has now entered into our hearts. And then they indoctrinate you. Once they get you to bite, then they're going to start giving you critical race theory and BLT and BLM and uh, ABCD, EFGs, uh, QRS, queers, right? right? And and so they indoctrinate you into the fact that a queer, is it okay to use the word? They use that word. Uh, The queers are born that way. That God made the queers that way. And they indoctrinate you. And if they can't indoctrinate you, they're going to indoctrinate your children and your kindergartners and your first graders. And they're going to try to get in there and they're going to try to destroy everything that you're putting into them. And you are so, you are so indoctrinated. Are you looking at me? That you think your public school is a good one. And you don't understand it is their it is, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It is their cauldron. It's where they make their stew. That's where they make their stew. And we continue to fund it. And we come up and we try to, ri- we try to rise up against dirty pictures coming in to the children and, and masturbation being taught to our children and transgenderism being taught to our All this ball of confusion and Christians can't even figure out if that's okay. <laughs> Is it okay for our schools to be doing that? We can't. Hey, by the way, they got a good band and a good football team. And I know some of the teachers, they're Christians. Don't you see it? See, the Lord doesn't bring confusion. 
He brings clarity. What's the one thing they don't want in the schools? They don't want clarity in the schools, do they? Uh, we, have, we have kids in the schools. We have kids in the schools who think Bruce Jenner's a freaking woman. Amen. You know why they think? You know why they think Bruce Jenner's a woman? Because their parents never stood up and told their kids Bruce Jenner's a deviant. Amen. That wouldn't be very loving, would it? That wouldn't be very loving. So we better ask ourselves this, man. I don't know if I can. I'm, I, I don't know if you can feel the annoyance. I'm afraid you're going to get shocked if you hang on here. It's, it's just flying off of me like. So how do we counter it? How do we counter it? I know. Anybody else know? Well, I don't say that because I don't want anybody to come in here yet. I know how we counter it. With truth. We counter it with truth. What do we counter with truth? Uh, the language, uh, the confusion, uh, the indoctrination. We counter it with truth. But I got to tell you this, that truth requires bravery. I'll say it again. Truth requires bravery. And if you're living your whole life trying to protect what little you got, you are a pitiful mess. You're a pitiful mess. God gave you those beautiful children, beautiful grandchildren. I went to Macy was seven years old yesterday. Went to the went to her birthday party. Had all of our grandkids for the first time. All of my grandkids in the same room at the same time. And I'm just sitting around. And I'm looking. What 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 does it matter how much money Grampy leaves them? What does it matter? What if I'm what what does it matter if those little kids are living, growing up in a broken home? They're being taught they're maybe, maybe they're a woman, maybe maybe they're a man. Why would I allow that little that confuse our kids are homeschooled? Why would I why would I permit that to enter into the? Why should you have to pull your kids out of a school you pay for? Where did they get the idea that they get to teach to your children whatever they want to teach? See, that's confusion. Public schools. How do we counter it? Well, number one, we got to counter it with truth. We have to be brave. And I hate to tell you this. You got to go on the offensive. I got to add this one. And you can't sit around and wait for the rapture. Huh? Escape? Evacuation? Evacuation or excavation. And most of us won't do any excavation because it's hard and it's dirty. I told my little grandson, David, playing baseball, playing the grampy pitch, daddy pitch baseball. And he said something about something was being hard. I said, David, listen. If it's easy, it's not really worth doing, David. Everything that matters and everything that's important and everything that's great is hard. 
And our soft Christianity teaches us just the opposite. Pray about it. Jesus is just sitting up there. He can't wait to sprinkle blessings on top of you. You don't have to do anything. Retreat into your prayer closet and have nothing to do with the world. And just come in and, right, right, huh? You know, you know I'm telling you the truth. You know I'm telling you the truth. And so what we need now more than ever, this, this, we need, we, folks, we need a Christian revolution more than at any time in world history right now. We have got to turn, we have got to change the paradigm of Christianity. You say, Coach, you're crazy. I am not crazy. I am not crazy. If we do not go on the offensive with our faith, taking down, casting down imaginations and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into activity, if we are not going to take on the rudiments of the world, then why are we even here? And if we don't take on the rudiments of the world, the traditions of men, if we don't take that on, we will never advance the ball. We will never advance the ball. Amen. That's how they did it. And so we are at that point, we are at that moment. We are at that momentum moment in world history. How we react now in the days in front of us now. I mean, uh, you, you know, I, I came across this statistic. I don't remember where it came. It doesn't really matter. So somebody did a research, and they found out that uh, they asked people, uh, as they were approaching the end of their lives, what was their greatest re- regrets? You looking at me? 90% of the people said their greatest regrets were not mistakes that they've made, but things they failed to try. When they get at their end of their life, they look back and they say, you know what? What if I had done this? What if I could? I wonder if I could have done this. What if I could have done this? So people at the end of their lives don't regret what they did. They regret what they didn't do. Man, I don't know about you. That resonates with me. I don't need any more stuff. I don't need any more stuff. I don't need any more. I don't need any more applause of men. I don't need any more pats on the back. I don't need any more likes on Facebook. I have this urgent to make things better for my Lord and for my grandchildren. What's wrong with us? What is wrong with us? What has the church taught us? From whence come wars and fightings among you, it says in James 4. Remember we read, read James 3 yesterday, the other day, and I was talking about how we got in the mess that we're in. He says, oh, what? Folks, by the way, this is a different letter. This is a continuation of the, they just make them in chapters. This is the same letter James wrote, the brother of Jesus, by the way. So where do wars come from? Come they not hence, even of your lusts that warn your members? <laughs> he said, isn't the battle really with you? You lust and you don't get it. You kill and you, you want to have. But you can't. So you fight and you war. But you still don't have. Why? Because you didn't ask for it. 
Oh, you ask, and then you don't receive because you're not asking with the right spirit, the right heart. You're asking, keep going, that you may be able to go up, Spencer. You ask and you receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. You want a better job so you have more money to spend. Come on, tell the truth. (laughs) You want another job so you don't have to fight anymore with the devil. Come on, tell the truth. The Lord says if that's why you're asking for it, you're asking for the wrong reason. Says you're adulterers and adulteresses. Know you not that if you're trying to get stuff for the world, that friendship with the world makes you an enemy with God. So you want to go along to get along for the applause of men and not make the school board members mad, not make your pastor mad, not make your Sunday school teacher mad. He said, if that's you, you're an enemy to God. <clears throat> Whosoever therefore would be a friend of the world is an enemy. Boy, I don't know if you can make it much different. I'm glad the world hates me. I'm glad they hate me. Do you think that the scriptures say in vain the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he said, God resisteth the proud. God, God, if you think it's all about you, he ain't for you. He gives grace to the humble. The ones who are quietly working behind the scenes to advance his kingdom. Scroll down, Spencer. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Hey, that'd be a good place to start with. <laughs> you say, well, Coach, I did. I'm born again. I'm born again, Coach. Really? He didn't say be born again. He said submit yourself, therefore, to God. What does it mean when you submit yourself to God? Why, well, you become his servant. I think you become his servant. You submit yourself to God. Look at this. After you submit yourself to God, then you got to resist the devil. <laughs> And what happens when you resist the devil? He runs. That's what it says. Draw near to God, and he's going to draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. You double-minded. No man can serve two masters. You cannot serve the applause of two nail-scarred hands and the applause of the community. It doesn't work that way, friends. You can't stand in the pulpit and say good sermons that the people applaud. Because the Bible says the pastors prophesy lies, and the people love it that way. At the end of your sermon, are the two nail-starred hands clapping? Cleanse your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep, and let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to heaven. If you're not serving the Lord, see, there's joy in my home. I can't, some of them have commented that. I'm, I'm not talking about me. I'm trying to, I'm making an illustration. We've had a number of people have come to our house. And when they're leaving, they say, golly, there is something about your house. There's joy in our home. Because with Michelle and I, the best that we can, we have submitted our lives to the Lord. The best that we can. It's hard for all of us to do it, right? It's hard. Be afflicted and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. He's going to lift you up. 11. Don't speak evil one another, brothers. 
Notice how he slipped that in there. <laughs> hey, dudes, stop backbiting each other, will you? Because he that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother, he'll do that to his brother. Speak evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge. There's only one lawgiver who's able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judges another? Come now, ye, to say today or tomorrow. Eh, okay, I'm going to stop right there. Some of you never see the field. You played football for me. You never make it on the field. You're too soft. You're too soft. You injure too or easily. Now, I've used this illustration before because I've been on this radio for six years, and some of you haven't heard it. One of our football players, when they got out on the field and a play was run, and after the play's over, one of our players doesn't get up. And I run out onto the field with our trainer, and I would get down on my knees. The player's laying down on the ground. He's writhing in pain or whatever he's doing. I get down to him. I say, hey, Tommy, Tommy, are you hurt? Or are you injured? And nine times out of ten, they jump right up because they were hurt. They weren't injured. There's a difference. Your ankle hurts. It ain't broken. You get what I'm saying? A hurt ankle hurts. A broken ankle, you're injured. There's too many of us that are being motivated by hurts. That hurts, Coach. Yeah, I know it does. I know it does. War hurts. War hurts. But I will do what my Savior did. I will take the slings and arrows, as Shakespeare said, of outrageous fortune. I will take those slings and arrows for the benefit of those who are following me. Because the Bible teaches in Psalm 23 that goodness and mercy is following me. I'm clearing the brush. Why am I clearing the brush? Because David and Reese, Macy and EJ and Mia and Annie and I'm, 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 so many of them, I'm losing their names. Scarlett and I know I forgot somebody. Declan. They're, they're following me. They're following me. They're counting on me to clear the brush. Amen. And we're not clearing the brush. Why? Hold your ears. Because we're too worried about our own damn ass making it to heaven. I'm just telling you the truth here today. Just telling you the truth. They may not like me. They may not like me. Coach, you turn people off from the gospel. Really? Which gospel are you talking about? Because if you're talking about the prosperity gospel, they need to be turned away from that. If you're talking about the sit-on-your-butt gospel, they need to be turned away from that. <laughs> I'm just telling you, which gospel? Come on in, Mark Trump. guy. went on for a while. There. I'm not sorry. need more of it. Sorry, Coach, you mentioned alligator skin, and you're on a topic that, uh, you know, I've been part of, I guess, is men's boo-boo lips. 
Men mm. need alligator lips, not alligator skin. I mean, their boo-boo lips pop out like soon as they get offended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's they run right. away and they, you know, they write letters, coach. Send me emails. Send me emails. An email. What's yep. up with that? Well, what about the ecclesiastical court? You go to the person, you talk to them one-on-one, and then you take a brother with you the second time. And then you make it public, or then you do something. That's biblical, right, Coach? Instead yeah, of and how about, some, how about some grace to your boo-boo brother, huh? How about some grace to him, right? How about, how about some grace towards the coach here? Hey, you ain't walking in my shoes. You ain't got any idea what I'm dealing with. I'm not complaining, right? And you're mad, as Mark said, you got a boo-boo lip because I said something mean towards you? Well, hey, go see the trainer. Come back and let me know when you're ready to play. I ain't got time to, I ain't got time to wipe your butt and bind your wounds. Sorry, that ain't my job. My job is to prepare you to fight in a freaking war. Jack. Yeah, you're all over it today. You got it right on. Uh, one observation that I've made on your comment about um, women in the political realm. Most women, I, I made this comment at a couple of meetings, um, some of the women in main, main uh, political circles are our only real warriors. They really are the toughest ones in there. But they have a different mindset. They they have a home or a career or husbands and all that stuff. So they have the opportunity. I like this because they're not for a political career. The men are looking for this political career that they're going to go from the House Senate to a judgeship to uh, <clears throat> to a mayor's position, maybe the governor. They're looking for this political ladder, and and part of it is. We've allowed this model to work because the guy has to have a career in order to provide for his family. The wife, the good wife, the intense wife, she's pissed and she's going to go to battle because she has the opportunity to do that. But when she's done, she's going back to her primary job, which is her family. So there's some, yeah. there's some interesting dynamics there. If we yeah, and by, the, and by the way, a lot of times a woman has to go to work because the government's taking half the half the money from the people who do work. This this is so folks. This is so deep. This is so deep. I'm, I'm, I'm good word, Jack. Paul, come on in, then Reggie. Holy Spirit talking. Yep. Mike, nice is cheap. Be bold with the truth. Thank you, Mark Trump. We are over the target. They are using control through chaos. Yes, they are. They will target our families and our hearts because they are heartless. Souls and it's it. When he was in the gulag, his biggest regret was that he didn't take action when it was necessary. That was big. He suffered immensely. That's where we are, Paul, right now. (laughs) This This is the momentum shift. We're in it right now. I'm going to say this. Listen, thank you, Lord, for reminding me of this. Hey, folks. Are you listening to me? MAGA is alive and well. Listen to me. Trump is dead. MAGA is alive and well. Trump 
is lost and confused. I'm just telling you, you can get as pissed as you want. MAGA movement alive and well. Trump is off the rails. Sorry. Come on in, Reggie. Thank you, Coach. Holy Spirit again. So um, people that fight in this realm, that truly fight and stand for truth, they get they get hurt a lot. But we have to, you know, rub dirt on it. So there's a um, a part in this cartoon that I saw when I was a little girl, Charlotte's Web, where Charlotte's trying to save Wilbur. And she tells this Templeton, the rat, to go get words. And she explains to him, humans are stupid. They believe words. So mm. the, uh, the wicked are trained in high levels of the magic pen. And yeah. they use that to destroy people. And the fruits are chaos, confusion, and doubt. But the problem is Christians are told, oh, judge by the fruits, but they're just parroting what they're told. They yeah. don't recognize those fruits because they've been programmed in those pews deliberately. Not they don't recognize what the true fruits. Yeah. They do not recognize truth, Reggie. The problem is they lulled. They've been lulled to, to weakness. And, you know, again, I hate keep harping on it. I said, hey, can somebody help me stand in the gap with these children? And everybody says, is there danger? Nope, I can't. And it's really sad. Well, really sad. I have a family. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's why I fight, huh? Hey, coach. Cowards. Cowards. No, listen, listen. It's not all cowardice. It's misteaching misunderstanding they're taught we're not supposed to get involved they've been taught that in our pulpits folks it's not always cowardice they don't know what to do nobody models it for them go ahead whoever's trying to get in hey coach this is craig i'm sorry i gotta just jump online here uh i want to ask for prayer okay so uh we want to we're getting ready to go to the visitor center at aberdeen prover gowns Mm. Brashaw's court-martial is starting today. So we need to ask uh, someone to lift us up in prayer. Lord, we ask you right now, Lord, let the spirit of righteousness be upon Craig and Myra and whoever else is going with them, Lord. We declare that you will make yourself known as mighty in front of those kings of this earth, Lord. We pray hedge protection around that crew as they go, Lord, and let them lift up a standard of righteousness that all the world might see in Jesus' name. We got about eight, eight of us, Coach. Uh, Rusty. I wish I was there. I wish Rusty. I was there. Yeah. So uh, just keep us in prayer and keep Lieutenant Brashaw in prayer. Just, he's, he, this is Leavenworth, okay? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Well, hey, Craig, let, let, let me pray this, okay? Uh, more like God's will be done. I, I get so, God, I get so sick of I get so sick of Is God's will, what? Is God's will what we see going on in America today? Are you freaking stupid? How can you pray a prayer like that? I know what his will is. His kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth. That's that's what I think. Well, I one, thing, one, one thing, Coach, this, this could be a very precedenting case. Sure it so is. The, the, the confusion that you're asking about. We would like it to be with the military justice system today. Okay, we want them to be in confusion over their policies, which are unlawful and unneeded. So that that would be the prayer I would ask everybody to pray. All right, we'll do it. Bobby, come on in. Bobby just texted me. Some of these guys can't get in. Yeah, the, Go ahead. Yeah, the names mentioned earlier in the show, 
that's all great, but it's also a massive problem because those a lot of the names that we know, most of them, listen, you're talking about the intentional destruction of the family, the removal of the man from the home, all of the homes, most of the homes across America ran and controlled by the woman. The men are, are, are locked up, they're drug addicts, they're, they're, they're alcohol addicts, they're porn addicts, they got no idea to be a man. I'm sitting in front of uh, dozens of men on a daily basis talking to them about the Bible, and many, much of the response I've gotten, well, I didn't know that. Uh, I thought Christians were, were uh, pussies, right? That's what <laughs> yeah. they say. Let's just keep it real. And, and, yep. and I tell them about the badass Jesus Christ and the Twelve. I tell them about David killing his, his tens of thousands. And so I tell them these stories, and they had no idea the, the aggression uh, of, of the Bible. And until until we recognize that we what's happened to the man and until the man develops some courage with what few we got, we're not going to win this battle. We're not going to win it. We've got to be, got a man up. Come on in, Jerry. Hey, Spencer, get ready for me. Gender idiot. Get that ready for me real quick. Go ahead. Morning coach. You got something to say and something to ask. So when Jesus, uh, when it's time, he's coming for warriors, not wimps. That being said, I have a question for those that believe in rapture. Is it evacuation or is it abandonment? God bless you. Amen, Jerry. I'm with you. Scroll down there, Spencer. Scroll down. Scroll down. Scroll down. Okay, play that. Now, hey, look. Hey, folks. Look. Look. You better ask yourself, as a Christian man, is your job to love this guy or fight this guy? By the way, I don't know whether it's a guy or a girl. Listen to this. Go ahead. A lot of anti-abortion advocates are also seemingly really into the idea of finding out their child's sex really early on. And I think this is because of this like underlying cultural idea that gender confers humanity. And, you know, if you're against people aborting fetuses, you need to construct them as like fully people. And one of the mechanisms to do so is by inferring, by putting gender on them. So like, you know, we often call fetuses like it, or we call even early babies, we often call it, you know, babies like it, it's crying because it's like not quite gotten gender and it's not quite become a person, but like a lot of conservatives who are really anti-abortion and really pro-reproduction, they're obsessed with gendering their children before they're even born. So they come into a world fully gendered because it's like how to humanize them and to stop people from being able to have safe access to abortions. You get, you get, you understand what I've just, what I've just been talking to you about. Hang on. Let me get back up here. Holy spirit gave it to me. Language, confusion, and indoctrination. Do you get it? Do you get it? And the average Christian won't stand up and tell this freak, uh, you're a freak. Uh, You are sick. You are demonically sick. No, no, no. We want to tell them how much Jesus loves them. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Right? Right? But Woody Hayes never saw a football player make a tackle with a smile on his face. Well, let this guy, this freak right here, do everything he can to destroy your children or you're trying to love him into the kingdom. It's, it's I, I put a life on that. Michelle, come on in. Is that a man or a woman, by the way? Does anybody know? 
Uh, evidently, um, his, evidently, his parents didn't gender him in the womb. Go ahead. I'm just speechless. Um, okay, I wrote down what I was. <laughs> I'm going back to the scripture that okay, you had. Go ahead. Okay. Um, you had, you know, first it was three things. It says submit to God. Then it says resist the devil. And then third, he will run from you. Well, right. I think we get really stuck on that first part of submitting to God because we're not, when we use our gifts, we're not using them. We, we don't know what that looks like. We're not using them for God. We're using them for the world. And then we get upset because we've been taken advantage of because our gifts are now used by the world. And that's where, you know, it gets messy and we start tripping over each other because nobody knows their pace and we don't give each other grace. Um, but until you do those things in that order, you can resist the devil and then have him flee from you. That doesn't work. You've got to submit to God first. I think <laughs> a lot of us struggle with that first step. He's the commander in chief, right? You do his orders. You do what he told you to do. You you come. Listen, folks, the Bible is no good to you unless you've signed in for duty. <laughs> Once you signed in for duty, all that applies to you. Until you do, ain't none of it applies to you. And I don't True. think that it is his will uh, on, in America. I think it's free will in America is what's Amen. going on here. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Keith and Mel. I've calmed down a little bit, by the way. I, I What I think about the family that's been lost in the base of the pyramid on the towers when we got in our pockets. And it needs to be upturned and tore apart to get back to the God-given family. That's it. Amen. Well, that's right. Uh, it goes, but Keith, it goes back to what I just talked with Janet Porter about yesterday. I wasn't poking fun of her. She's one of the most Christian women I know, and Christianity isn't on her website. I mean, it's so. She says, "Well, anybody who knows me knows I'm a Christian." Well, that's not true. That's we have to be bold, right? We have to tell them. I love her. I'm not criticizing her. You know what I'm saying, right? All of us. Hey, let me tell you something. How long do you think you'd have to be around me before you knew I was a Christian? Anybody, was it, huh? Going to take a week? Am I going to have to take some ads out on the paper before you know? First time you see me, I got this on my head. It's the first thing you see. Why? I'm unashamed. I'm unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that others have, but folks, what? We've, the language, the confused. We've been indoctrinated in to not leading with Christ. They've been indoctrinating us into not leading with Christ. Lead with conservatism. You'll trick them. They won't know you're a Christian. Family value. You'll rock them. It just brings confusion. It brings confusion into our own camp. Christians don't even know what a real Christian is. Christians can't even recognize a real Christian. Come on in, Mel. Thanks, Coach. You know, you started the show talking about a momentum shift. And, you know, yesterday I was thinking about, you know, the the term, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yep. And, you know, when you're thinking about people like Elon Musk and you're talking about that there is dissension on the other side, I mean, sometimes the enemy of my enemy is still my enemy. And we've we've been kind of lulled and programmed into this false duality of, you know, good versus evil, that there's only one team versus another team. And I think we have to think in a more multifaceted way than that. You know, there could be several different teams. And just because somebody is against what you're against doesn't necessarily mean that they're on your team. That's all. <laughs> That's right. Amen. Amen. Come on in, uh, 
uh, Spencer. Or the meeting but, moderator. Is that, is that Spencer? Who this, is that? Is that? This Chad. This Chad. Oh, you changed your freaking name. Are you kidding? Go ahead. No. Uh, okay. now, listen, uh, the thing is, is that I want to address that video. Like, that person could not comprehend that maybe I want to know the gender of the child so that I can start buying things that'll accommodate a boy or a girl in their room. I want to paint their room blue or do I want to paint it pink? Do I want to buy pink blankets? Or what do I want to buy? What do I want to You know, what kind of clothes do I want to get? No, that's, Chad, no, you're missing it. You're forcing your gender <laughs> bias on an unborn baby. That's what you're doing. Which, that's, that's their argument. I know it. That little boy might be a girl. Chad, that boy might be a girl. You shouldn't be painting his room till he gets there. And we know which one he is. That, that's the point. That's the point. You get it. I know you get it. I'm not yelling at you. You're one of my friends. Let, let me do this real quick because uh, I want to leave you with it. Oh, man. Gene, quickly. Hey, while he's doing that, get food fire map ready, Spence. Go ahead, Gene. Okay. I love what you've been saying today, but I've had a lot of experience about it from people that has told me that uh, employers that say they cut people that come in and say, I'm a Christian. Do you know how many employers cringe at that today? Yeah. Because well, Christians, just because you say you're a Christian doesn't mean you're a Christian. That's because right. Gino. So that, so that's why I think, that, okay, you're trying to get on the good side of me, but you have to prove who you are. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Like Janet said yesterday, I kind of agree with, she said she has to prove who she was. And, and I love the thought that we need to be teaching who we are as Christians, but we better be sure we're going to act right so we don't follow. Hey, Gino. So, Gino, listen, if I identify as a Christian and then I force the other six candidates to identify of their Christian then let's make Chris their Christianity an issue. Let's make their Christianity an issue. Are you really a Christian? Let's flesh them out. That's what I say. Scroll down Amen. real quickly. Scroll down here real quickly on the screen. I want you guys to see this. I want you to be thinking about this. There's a war going on. Keep going. Keep going. There's a map. You'll know when you get, oh, there it is. Hey, folks, here's a picture. <clears throat> here's a picture of the food processing fires across America in the last three months. Food processing plants. Another one yesterday. If they can control your belly, they can control you. Here's a picture of the food processing plants that have had accidents burned down that we're not allowed to talk about. Unbelievable. Now, you want to make it a little bigger. They didn't even talk about that huge Walmart distribution center in Indianapolis that burned up. Remember that? That's, I don't even think that's on the sheet, is it? And folks, wake up, wake up. There's a huge momentum shift. It's happening right now. And we're not going to have the foresight of hindsight. We're not, we can't sit here now and look back and know what's coming so we could do something about it. We have to understand the times in which we live now. Realize what it is that we need to do and get busy doing it. I'm going to tell you something. Never saw a football player make a tackle with his smile on his face. Quit trying to get him saved and start standing up for the truth and allow the truth to get them saved. We'll see you tomorrow.